Welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs show, a safe place for women to heal and grow, where we discover our value, share our tears as we go through the hard times and rise up as we become empowered to meet our challenges head on. Have you had the rug pulled out from under your feet by an abusive partner or ex-partner? Look, what I'm talking about is the cause and the effect of being in a toxic relationship where the other person has undermined your ability to find sure footing in your life. So whether that is feeling safe and secure in your relationship or feeling secure with the day-to-day management of say perhaps your finances or the freedom that you deserve with um, having relationships outside of that relationship with your friends or your family or your work colleagues or just basically just having a feeling that you have autonomy or control over your choices and over your life so relationships you know they're always it's always give and take in a relationship even healthy relationships they have compromises but toxic relationships you know where one person is taking all the time from the other person without giving anything back in return especially things that are positive that will offer a feeling of safety or a feeling of security or a stability you know that's what i'm talking about when i'm talking about abusive relationships so women who come out of these abusive relationships they can often take a really long time to recover um their feelings of safety, their feelings of security, their feelings of stability, they've all been undermined by that relationship. And when those things are undermined and taken away, what that does is it throws a person into survival mode. So when people are in survival mode, they can become very reactive. So because you don't have the same calm sense of stability you know that calm will come a place of calm will come from having a sense of stability and security and safety in your life when you don't have that then you're more likely to put up your defenses you're more likely to react and rather than responding responding is always the best best case scenario of how you'd like to be in your life where you've got the presence of mind to give things considered thought and respond in a calm and collected kind of way but when you're talking about somebody who's been thrown into survival mode because all of that security and stability has been taken away from them by somebody else as they go through those necessary steps of trying to piece their lives back together, trying to rebuild a life again on the other side of that, then you're going to find that until they've got a certain level of security back in their life, a certain level of stability back in life, that they're going to be easily triggered and very reactive to things. So that makes it really difficult for that person to be able to make any long-term plans for their future. So 
that means also that they're more likely just to settle for the first solution that presents itself. Um, they're more likely to undersell their skills. They're more likely to discredit their experience and also their abilities. And they won't be looking necessarily to put to value uh, their values and try and take their values into consideration with making choices when it comes to things like income. So women who've been through abusive relationships, they're often, they've hit rock bottom in their lives. And that's where they're at when often when they break away from an abusive relationship. And so there's a need for them to start over from scratch. And this, you know, is often, you know, added in its complexity because they're often got children, which means that they've got other people who are depending on them, not only to provide them with security in terms of all the things that come from putting food on the table to keeping a roof over your head and paying those basic bills and everything. But also children will be looking to their parent for security when it comes to emotional security. So this is something, a very, very important role that a parent plays. But when a mother's... Um, being made to feel insecure because they've been put into survival mode by an abusive partner, then that also can impact on the way that they are uh, reacting to their children when their children need extra from them rather than being able to respond in a way that they would really ideally want to be responding to their children and they don't quite necessarily understand why they're so reactive and defensive towards their children. So there's a lot of things that, um, that need to happen for a woman to feel safe and secure and stable again on the other side of coming out of that abusive relationship. That's what the conversation on this week's episode of Tiara's Tears and Triumphs is about. It's about looking at how I've got a secret solution in this episode to help you if this is speaking to you, to help you to get out of survival mode and into a place in your life where you can start to experience some synergy where things seem to be flowing in a direction that you're happy with instead of it feeling like it's a constant battle. So helping you to work towards this life where you're finding that you've got more opportunities and mostly, it like most importantly rather, is where you feel as though, oh, I've got a foundation, I'm feeling secure, I'm feeling stable, I'm feeling safe. And when you feel those things, then you think, yep, I can actually rebuild my life again on the other side of this. So let's open the door on this week's episode of Diara's Tears and Triumphs. Just a caution, if you feel unsafe at any time, please stop listening. You can come back anytime you are in a safe place to listen to the rest of the podcast. Your safety is the most important thing to consider. So the main focus of this week's episode is really on rebuilding from a job or career um, 
perspective. So to help you improve your job or career prospecting that you might be needing to explore. So not even necessarily wanting to explore, but there's a need for you to change what you're doing, you're currently doing. Maybe even you are not working at the moment. Maybe you're on welfare um, because you have had a need to um, stop work you know maybe that's because you're you've got young children maybe that's because you've had health um, issues to contend with maybe your mental health has suffered because you have been under a tremendous amount of stress and pressure being in a toxic or abusive relationship maybe you are coming out the other side of that abusive relationship but you are still dealing with that abusive person. Um, perhaps there's ongoing stalking. Perhaps there is still ongoing domestic and family violence that you're having to contend with, even though you physically separated yourself from that person. So it's not always straightforward. More often than not, women still have to deal with a lot of complexities, even when they manage to break free from that relationship. And one of the greatest needs that women have is to find some financial stability again on the other side of leaving that abusive relationship. One of the things that keep women trapped in abusive relationships for so long is they have been taken out of their jobs. That's been a way that their abusive partner has disempowered them. You know, he's probably controlled the financial purse strings. Maybe there's been drugs and alcohol involved and that has spiralled to a place of debt. Um, maybe there's a gambling addiction. There's so many things that can play a part in this to bring a person to their knees, you know, when it financially, where you can be at any stage in your life. And this doesn't just happen to young people. It happens to people of all ages. So women uh, can be stuck in abusive relationships or find themselves in multiple abusive relationships and find that they have no security, no stability, and they don't have a sense of safety, even when they're in their 50s, their 60s or beyond. So it's a, it's a really big problem for women. Um, and, you know, the reason I've got this podcast here is to help provide some resources for women who are dealing with these issues, these very, very complex issues that can help hold you back and keep you stuck at rock bottom. So um, this podcast is here to help you to start rising back up in your life, in different areas in your life, so that you can regain um, your sense of safety, security, stability, and get those foundation pieces back in place and start seeing a brighter future for yourself on the other side of going through the traumas that you've experienced in your past with an abusive relationship. So I just want to be able to give you my secret solution right up front at the beginning of this this episode um, to make your job or career prospecting better if that's 
what you need to do at this point in your life. But that doesn't mean you will understand the why when I tell you what it is. And the why is so important. So I need you to listen to the whole episode to understand why you need to do what you need to do. Um, And if you don't understand the why, you don't have the purpose behind it. And so the purpose is the thing that really is that, I guess it's that motivator. So at those times where you don't want to press on, it's that thing to remind yourself of to say, yep, this is absolutely worthwhile persevering with. And that's what we all need is we all need to dig that extra bit deeper and find that bit of motivation, that purpose that will help us to keep going when we want to give up. So because it can be very frustrating, um, it can be uh, almost soul destroying at times when you had you know you look back at certain points in your life and perhaps you look back to when you were young and maybe you had big ambitions as a teenager and your life has turned out very very differently and you're holding yourself in in this regard of having this expectation of what you feel that your life should have panned out like and you can still carry that weight around with you so let's just take a deep breath because now's the time to let go of some of those things that aren't serving you aren't helping you to move forward and perhaps are holding you back at this time in your life so I want you to um First, you know, if if you're feeling lost, if you're feeling like nothing seems to be going your way, if you're feeling like you can't get ahead, then you don't want to wait around until the end of this episode to hear what's going to help you to feel better. So happiness and fulfillment and a sense of satisfaction, they all of these things, they should never, ever be taken for granted because when you hit rock bottom, that can take all of those things away from you in one fell swoop. And you will more than likely, if that's what you've experienced, and you'll more than likely be feeling low, you'll more than likely be feeling lost and more than likely being, you'll probably be pretty hard on yourself to top it all off. And um, being someone that has been in an abusive relationship, you will more than likely feel separated from other people like you're different and perhaps dysfunctional um, and failed in other ways. You're probably carrying around feelings of shame and feeling like other people don't feel like imposters that this is just what's happened to you, that you're like this big imposter in life because um, you're not living, you know, life, the life that you wanted to live. And um, and you might be thinking that other people who you perceive to have a normal life, that they've got it all together. And because you don't have it all together right now in your life, that's like this big weight around your neck, dragging you down, that you're dragging along with you. But I want you to know that those feelings, those negative feelings, they're not true. So what if I told you that there are a whole lot of women who are out there who have been in abusive relationships who feel like imposters and they hold themselves back from going after 
job or career prospects that they would love to go after because, you know, and the reason that they don't is because they don't feel like they're 100% qualified. But what if I told you that there were a whole lot of women who had never been in an abusive relationship who felt that way too? Would you believe that? If you don't believe it, you need to rethink because there are there are so many women that have never been in an abusive relationship who also feel like imposters who also carry that burden around with them that when they look at a job and um, description and they are only able to tick off you know say 60 percent of what the job description is looking for they'll just they won't even continue to look at that job because they'll feel that they have not got everything it takes to be in that job, no matter how much they would love to be in that position. And um, there's something that uh, is a great asset to all of us women to remember is that when we go for jobs where we don't have 100% of the qualifications that they're asking for is to let them know that you're highly trainable and that, you know, you have this willingness to learn whatever it is to fully meet their expectations of the person who will be in that role. So um, this is a problem that men don't tend to have but that women largely do and it's some because men have no problem in going for jobs even if they don't have 100% of the qualifications that are asked for in the job description so know that you don't have to have 100% of the qualifications you don't have to be picture perfect to be the right person for the job so that's I want to give that to you as that is you know to put that solidly into your mind that understanding and remind yourself every time you look at a job or you look at a career prospect and don't sell yourself short because you don't have exactly what um, the description is saying because if you had a hundred percent then you would outgrow that position too quickly. So you need to be somebody who has a lot of those skills, but is just seen to be really, you know, has the right attitude and wants to learn exactly what's needed on the job and is very trainable. So which women are amazing, you know, amazing at learning on the job and I think the more credit you give yourself in that department the more confidence you can have when you go for jobs without going into the job feeling like an imposter because you're not 100% qualified for something. I hope that makes sense to you. So if you're not feeling um, like you know, that's possible. I want you to just sit with this whole idea that I've just played with with you for a while because um, it is just truly amazing how many women hold themselves back because they feel they have to tick every box before they could even think twice about putting themselves forward for something. So on top of that, there are a whole lot of women who 
um, have not been in abusive relationships who settle for jobs that they aren't really miserable in because they don't feel qualified or they don't want to risk rejection. So it, that's another trait for women that it's not just women who have been in abusive relationships who will settle for less than what they should be going for um, because People have in these insecurities, which, you know, um, are, I think highlighted or exaggerated, if you like, you know, um, or are worse for women who have been in abusive relationships are also the same insecurities that women experience when they haven't been in an abusive relationship. So the reason I remind you of that is so that that gap that you might be feeling between who you are and who another woman is who hasn't been through an abusive relationship, that that gap can begin to close because you share more in common with each other than you give credit for at the moment, more than likely. So, and the more, that, you know, the more commonalities, the more you can see that you share in common, that we're all human and that all part of the human experience is going through struggles and um, and part of the human experience is having insecurities, um, that that will help you to not feel a need to feel so defensive about um, where you're at at the moment, the level of insecurity that you might be feeling at the moment. Um, if you start understanding that um, even women who haven't been in abusive relationships are still experiencing similar insecurities to you. So we're, we're quite fragile in many, many ways. And, we're very, very strong in others, but we need to understand that we're a mix of both of those things and that is what makes us human. And we shouldn't just uh, see those things as weaknesses, you know, with those fragilities that we have or those insecurities that we have. Um, they're not necessarily weaknesses those things help us to have empathy and be really compassionate towards others um, sometimes our weaknesses can be our greatest strengths depending on how we look upon them so that's a big concept probably for another conversation but something maybe for you to think about and take away and just um, mull over for a while so but where I'll go just from there is to say the secret solution right up front is to know that you're not alone uh, but that the place that you need to start is to start valuing yourself as being enough right now and what you do or do not have just accepting that to be an okay starting place from where you are. Where you are now does not define who you will become. That's what you need to grab a hold of. Who you are now does not define who you will become in the future. Okay, so the, today the gift that we have in this moment is our present, okay, and that that is what we have to work with. So it's much better to come from this place of knowing that we can work with where we are, are at 
with what we have right now and make the very best of that and in a very positive light and be very proactive with that. That's where we can start to turn things around and make a real inroads. And I want you to start to validate yourself over and over. And I'll tell you why you can't just validate yourself once, okay? You can't just say, look, I am okay right now and I am enough right now with what I have and um, and that's that, okay? I am happy with that and I know that I have something good to work with and that something good can happen through me and something good can happen to me as I am right now, okay? You can say that once, but that you will probably discount that because as soon as you validate yourself, the chances are that you're going to um, give something a go. You're going to get proactive and you're going to put yourself out there and then the negative voices, they'll be coming in, whether it's when you've put yourself out there or whether it's when you're about to put yourself out there and you're considering something and then those negative voices are coming in and they're trying to hold you back because they're trying to keep you safe. They don't want you to get hurt. So that you've got to understand that that's where, instead of giving yourself a hard time, understand that that negative self-talk is there because it believes that it needs to do that to hold you back from taking any risks that might hurt you but we don't grow in our comfort zone we so we need to we need to be able to work out when there is a real risk for us in doing something or when it's really what is needed. We really in that moment need to take that risk because if we don't take that risk, we're not going to move forward. And if we're not going to move forward today, then we might stay stuck in that place, but that staying stuck will eventually take us backwards. So we need to be proactive and seeing what we can do to move forward. And this, this growth does not have to happen overnight. You know, a tree doesn't grow from, you know, an acorn. An oak tree won't grow from an acorn overnight. It takes years for that to develop and grow into a beautiful, magnificent tree. So you need to allow yourself the grace and the time and the space for your growth to happen too. So, um, so when you hear those negative voices, they'll come in really loud and clear and they'll be telling you stuff like, see what happens when you put yourself out there and you try something new. You, you know, you end up doing something you ultimately don't like or it ended up not being the right fit. So what kind of judge are you on what you should be doing because you've chosen something that doesn't fit you? And you'll be saying things to yourself to, to validate those feelings of inadequacy that you have in yourself and they will be the things that will be helping to hold you back and keep you small. So you have to be really aware of what part those voices are playing so that you can come back in and you can you can actually turn that around and you can say, well, okay, so maybe what I went for wasn't the right fit for me, but do I have to stay with this 
or can I transition into something else? What is it that I've learned from this experience about this, you know, change, this job, this um, prospect that I've explored? What have I learned about myself and what I need? And then you can put that information to use for the next thing that you want to go for. So mistakes are really feedback in disguise. When we see ourselves making mistakes, we often give ourselves such a hard time, uh, you know, and beat ourselves up because we've made a mistake. But, you know, we can really make mistakes, our opportunities for growth, because we can just see them as being feedback as being feedback, just purely information. What did that experience tell me? And what can I take away from that to make things, make a a different choice next time? So, and that doesn't matter whether we're talking job, career, relationships, it's across the board, it's all feedback. So we've got to be able to forgive ourselves. I think, you know, Often we will find space to forgive other people, even people who have really hurt and damaged us, will find the space to forgive them before we can forgive ourselves. And the secret key that we need is to be able to forgive ourselves um, as well because we won't be able to live that life that we want to live if unless we're able to do that. So... What happens if you go for a position and it ends up not being the right fit? Like I said before, you can transition. You know, just if something hasn't worked, you can try something else. So don't look at it as being the end of the world. Now, you know, you you may have been listening into the podcast or um, you may not uh, know that I've recently taken on a new casual position as a caregiver in my local community to just to subsidize my income so uh, with the right the increase in living costs whether it's petrol whether it's groceries Um, whether it's energy, there has been a real jump in the costs of living. And, um, you know, we've all got to live within our means. And so um, something I've done to try and just take any pressure off from feeling the pinch with finances is I've just decided to subsidise my income by doing something extra. So they've been... uh, to be completely honest with you, you know, there's been days where I've questioned whether this is something that I'm happy doing for the short term or, you know, for the longer term. And I've questioned this is, you know, being, is this viable, you know, is this a viable way for me to supplement my income? I've questioned, is this position utilising my natural skills and abilities and my level of experience? Because some of the tasks I'm doing are well below my capabilities. And this, um, what this did is it made that negative voice 
pop up in my head and tell me that I was somehow failing to be doing something that wasn't fully utilizing my skills or my abilities or my experience. And the way that that made me feel is it really made me feel flat. And, you know, I woke up, um, you know, yesterday with this uh, and I had a couple of shifts to do yesterday and I uh, went off feeling really, really unhappy. Um, And I ended up, the funny thing is, is that even though, you know, these negative voices and everything had made me feel really unhappy about what I was doing, I actually ended up having a really great day and I had a great time assisting my clients. And in between, I had enough time to stop off at my favourite cafe and get a coffee. And as I was waiting, I... I just smiled at an old woman who had just placed her coffee order and as she came to stand next to me while we were both waiting for our coffees, she turned to me and she said, do you know that woman who's serving at the counter? And I said, no, I don't know her. And she said, well, that's my daughter. And she said, she's a scientist, but she has been working here for quite a long time now and she absolutely loves her job she is so happy she just she gets to engage with people all day long and um and the people that she serves they they know her so well and they love her and she just gets such a kick out of doing her job And I said to her, I said that, well, that's the most important thing, isn't it? Look, it doesn't matter what job you're doing as long as that makes you happy. And I don't believe in coincidences. I I really, truly believe that that woman was meant to say that to me that day to help me to remember what the most important thing is. So her daughter you know, she was obviously not using her skills that she'd acquired in her training to become a scientist in her role in customer service in hospitality. But that didn't matter because she was happy and she got so much fulfilment and a whole lot of satisfaction out of the work that she was doing. So I want to share that with you because that is the most important thing to your path forward. Not what job you have, but how are you connecting to that job? How is that job making you feel? Are you able to derive some joy from aspects of that job? So I know that the caregiving role that I've taken on is not using all of my skills or all of my knowledge, but I am so happy to be helping people. And it really is giving me a lot of satisfaction to know that what I'm doing is helping people who are vulnerable and really need support. So The other thing I want you to take into consideration is the purpose of the job that you you are doing. What 
is the purpose. For me, the purpose of the, the casual job that I'm doing to supplement my income at the moment, um, it's just that it's to supplement my income. It's not the only thing that I do. I have my Airbnb business. I have my coaching business and I'm just about to start some new training to become qualified in training and assessment. So there's all these different things that I am doing and they all serve a different purpose. Um, for me, what I value is I value having different streams of income. I don't want to have all of my eggs in one basket. And I've spoken about that in other episodes. I feel that that's one of the things that helps to provide more of a feeling of security and stability when you know that you're not 100% dependent on one source for the things that you need. And that's why, um, you know, like it's important for you to regain your sense of self-belief to feel as though you are capable of being strong and independent and providing. Women are incredibly resourceful and I don't want you to beat up, beat yourself up because of you think, oh, there's all this scope, but where am I, you know, when it comes to this? What am I actually doing right now? So um, I will get to that, but I just want to say like there's nothing, it's important to ask yourself what purpose your job or career prospects will be filling for you because that'll help you to prioritise um, and make some decisions about how much time you're going to dedicate to certain things that you're doing, what kind of remuneration you expect to get from that. Um, and so, yeah, it does help you to work things out and think things through. So I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with having ambition. I'm really not saying that. But when you are at rock bottom and you're trying to rebuild your life, your motivation to earn money will more than likely um, prioritise you to feel safe, secure and stable. So that's probably like the first box that you need to tick. Um, and I'll explain why. So if you're entrepreneurial, you'll need to develop a thick skin that allows you to take risks that are necessary for entrepreneurs to take and be able to accept failure when things don't always pan out as you had hoped and planned. So this brings me to why it's so important to prioritise feeling safe, secure and stable when you are prospecting for a job or a change in career. So you might find a job that seems ideal, but you know that it will not give you enough hours to give you enough income to live off. So it's no fun trying to make ends meet when you're on welfare. So that's what I was talking about. Don't beat yourself up about where you're at right now um, because you might be on welfare and I've been there, okay? Making things stretch to keep that roof over your head, the bills paid and food on the table can seem absolutely impossible when you're 100% dependent on welfare. So being at that level... Um, you need to that where you need to be on welfare will definitely throw you into survival mode and you will more than likely be put onto something like a job seeker program where you're required to make a certain number of job applications each fortnight. So you might need to either take on a voluntary role or be actively seeking employment. Um, 
you know, and reporting back on this. And this can be really stressful and a really daunting time, especially when you've got hopes and aspirations of finding jobs that will really suit your skills and experience. So seeking employment may not even be something that you feel you're able to contend with if you are dealing with issues like ongoing domestic and family violence or ongoing stalking. So if this is you, I want to encourage you to have a conversation with the government welfare organisation where you live and to let them know that you're dealing with ongoing issues that make it really hard for you to engage with traditional employment. And excuse me and what they might do is they might allocate you with a social worker and you may be able to negotiate a pause on your need to engage with the job seeker program so um, because I had a, a little interruption there with um, a phone call coming in I just want to uh, I just want to reiterate that um so government welfare organisations more often have social workers and they, I know here in Australia that um, they have a lot more awareness now about the complexities that domestic, um, domestic abuse and family violence can create for a woman and um, how that can actually really get in the way of her being able to engage in regular employment. So, um, so they'll explain what you need to do, okay, but it might be that you might need to do something like get a medical certificate from your doctor that says that you're not fit to work, so doctors and government welfare organisations, they've got a really, really good understanding of the impacts of ongoing domestic violence and abuse and stalking, all of those things, and how and what that does to a person's mental health and how hard it is for um, anybody to focus or be consistent with, uh, you know, regular employment. So there's a huge consideration. So don't beat yourself up again about, about this, if this is where you're at, but really just try and humble yourself and accept any support that you can get during that time, because you might need some breathing space um, to firstly deal with the problem person um, and get to a level where they're more at arm's length and you actually have a capacity to be able to uh, come and go freely or you have a capacity to um, have the presence of mind to be able to concentrate on uh, normal, regular work again. So there's lots of lots of considerations that will be taken into account. And there are recruitment agencies and everything who specialise in this sort of thing now who know how to take these things into consideration and help you to find suitable employment or help you to have the space to um, stay on welfare for the time being while you get um, things dealt with in, in a way that will help you to be more job ready. Don't feel bad if that's what you need. 
um, because it's just such a, such a battle and so complex sometimes. Um, as much as you might like to be going after your dream job, you might not be able to entertain it or sustain it because of external influences outside of your control, not your fault. And, you know, I get it. You know, your woman, <laughs> I hear you roar. I really do. I know what a powerful force you can be. Um, but you got to take care of yourself too and put your safety and your sanity first and get those things um, in line. And once those things are taken care of, then you're going to be in a much better position to be able to go for the things that you really want to go for again. And I'm speaking from experience, so don't think that I'm just, you know, rattling this off without any idea because I have been through this myself. And um, I was, when I was uh, trying to break free from an abusive person, I was working a part-time job that I really, really loved. I really enjoyed it so much. And I had a micro business selling vintage and antiques but I had to walk away from it all for a time because it wasn't safe for me to be able to be at my place of employment because of all the stalking that was going on, not only because of that for safety reasons, but my sanity, oh, my goodness, like I was just barely, barely clinging on and I did not feel like, you know, like, dealing with normal was really really so challenging for me at that time I tried I put on my brave face every time I went to work but I was just a crumbling mess on the inside so um and that wasn't the end of it because then after that when I did actually get an opportunity to flee um with my children and I went to living in hiding, I was a really traumatised mess. I, I wasn't fit for employment for a long time after that. I was still in fear that my ex-partner was going to track us down and my PTSD was very, very bad. My nervous system was an absolute mess and I just needed some time for things to start to stabilize before I was ready to try my hand at relaunching any micro business. So even now, even though I know that I've come a long way in my recovery, my PTSD, it still flares up to this day when I feel insecure or unstable or unsafe. So if you've been in, a, in an abusive relationship, you will also have flare-ups when you feel insecure, unstable or unsafe. And that is why it's just so important for you to factor these three things into your job or career prospects. So the greater the risk that you take, the greater you need to take into consideration your need to feel safe, stable and secure. And you need to have strategies in place that provide you with a sense of safety, a sense of stability and a sense of security. And this will help you to be able to take risks without feeling like you might crumble with the slightest bit of external pressure from somewhere else. And that's so just if you find yourself becoming very reactive, if you find yourself having a short fuse, 
I want you to know that these are signs that you are definitely outside of your comfort zone and in need of some reassurance that you are safe, stable and secure. I'm all for getting outside of your comfort zone and the reason why I am all for getting outside of your comfort zone is because that is where personal growth and development happen. So our main purpose in life as we ponder that big eternal question of what is my purpose in life For all of us, if we were to begin to understand that we all share this this purpose in common and it is personal growth and development and it is to be able to contribute in the world in some positive way. So when we understand that, it really takes the sting out of what you're doing because it can be anything as long as in whatever you are doing, you have the capacity to grow and develop and you have the capacity to make a contribution. If you can make meaningful, significant contributions and that the sky's the limit when it comes to that because a contribution may be being an ear for somebody who needs somebody to talk to, as simple as that. That could be your purpose in life is just to be there in that moment to have that conversation like that woman spoke to me in that moment. She was fulfilling her purpose in life. She was contributing something she had no idea about when she spoke to me. So we put ourselves under way too much pressure about what success means and what our purpose is. So this can mean, you know, a million different things to a million different people. So it's important for you to find out what that is for you without doing your head in about it. It's really don't put yourself under pressure when you are pondering your purpose, okay? Keep it more basic and keep it more about, okay, so if my purpose is to grow and develop, how can I do that in my life at the moment? And if my purpose is to make a contribution in the world in a meaningful way, what can I do? And, you know, if I'm doing something, you know, is that going to make me happy, feel happiness? Is it going to bring me some satisfaction? And, you know, these are the questions you need to ask yourself to guide you. And it can be something very, very basic. It doesn't have to be what you are going to be doing in 10 years time. It's something that you can be doing now give yourself some credit for the things that you are doing, the ways in which you are contributing now. So the more that you're able to work out how you need to grow and how you can contribute in meaningful ways, the happier you will be, the more personal satisfaction you'll derive and the more purposeful your life will become. So just maintain an awareness that you will be triggered by the trauma of your past experiences, that that's quite normal and natural for that to happen. And for this reason, you'll need to make sure that your prospective job or career prospects are ticking three boxes to begin with. And those three boxes are, you know, is it helping you to feel safe? Is it helping you to feel stable? Is it helping you to feel secure? 
When the answer to these three questions is yes, then you have a foundation on which to rebuild with the confidence that comes from knowing that your most basic needs are being met in this job. So you're not going to come into this job from a a place of feeling a need to defend yourself, but you'll come into this job with a feeling of confidence about what can I contribute to this job. So another thing I want you to remember is that no one can take your dignity only you can let go of it so and that's very easy to do I say this because there can be a huge loss of dignity that you might be feeling from being someone who has lost so much because you happen to fall into an abusive relationship you might be scratching your head and asking yourself How on earth did I get here? And it may very well be making you feel worthless. That's why you need, really, you need to be your own best friend. You need to be the one who says, okay, so life isn't ideal for me right now, but I can still make the most of a bad situation with who I am and what I have to offer right now. And you need to remember that there are thousands of other women who have been through what you've been through and have felt the kinds of things that you're feeling I'm always going to be in your corner batting for you encouraging you to engage in life again encouraging you to get support with your healing journey encouraging you to get support from the appropriate services to help you to stay safe and encouraging you to surround yourself with other like-minded women who also want to find ways to live lives where they experience more happiness, fulfillment, and personal satisfaction. So once you feel safe, secure, and stable, you can start to look a little further into the future and start making some longer-term plans. I want you to remember that the road to success, it's never straight. So if you do something that is not exactly what you had envisaged for yourself right now, um, that will help you to feel safe, secure and stable, see it as a stepping stone, a stepping stone to rebuilding your life. And remember to keep a positive attitude. When you remind yourself that your mindset is something that you can change, then whatever you're doing right now can make you happy. It can leave you feeling fulfilled and it can give you a sense of satisfaction. That's exactly what I experienced yesterday. Because in the morning, I was wishing that I didn't have to go and do the two jobs that I was booked in to do. But the moment I arrived at the first client's home and met her in all of her sweetness and all of her vulnerability, those negative thoughts evaporated and I enjoyed the rest of the day. And that was even before I met that other lovely lady at the cafe who told me about her daughter that was a scientist who was happily working full time in a cafe Just remember to hold on to your dignity and see your worth in all you do where you're making contributions, you're sharing your skills, you're sharing your knowledge and you're sharing your experience no matter what you're doing or how much you are earning. 
okay? Don't let that dictate your worth, okay? I want you to remember that we don't, when we die, we don't get to hold on to anything material, um, including money. You know, it doesn't matter what job we had. It doesn't matter, you know, what level of success we obtained. So why let what you don't have materially right now steal your happiness? Because, you know, the most priceless possession you can ever possess in life is your smile remember when you're smiling that the whole world really will smile with you and I'll just leave you with sharing a little joke with you in the hope that it brings a smile to your face so okay this is how it goes so every woman in my life, well, she's juggling three jobs, she does yoga, she cooks, she goes to therapy, she remembers everyone's birthday as opposed to all their boyfriends and husbands, whose greatest achievement is that he once almost made a dinner reservation, but it turns out that the place was closed. So Remember just how absolutely amazing you are. And the next thing is to value yourself. Work out what you value on top of safety, security and stability, like things like autonomy or flexibility. And when you've worked out the things that you value, this is really going to help guide you on what to do in terms of future job or career prospects. All right, that's it for this week's episode. I hope that you've got something out of this and stay well, stay safe and sending you lots of love, light and blessings, Sandy. We all go through dark times. When we do, we often feel alone. This is a safe space for you to come and look for some light. I'm a survivor of an abusive relationship and for a long time I had no voice because I was too scared to speak up and speak out about what was happening to me. I couldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel but when I turned a corner in my life the light started filtering through and I left my old life behind. I am here now to help other women feel seen, heard and valued. I'm reaching out with my light shining on you to help you find your way out of the darkness. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. A note of encouragement. If you are struggling with your mental health, please reach out for support with some form of counselling. If you don't know where to start to find a counsellor, a good place to start is to talk with your doctor. There are also many online counselling supports available. And a word of advice, if the counsellor is not a good fit for you, try another. And if you need to, try another until you have one that is the right fit for you. Tune in again for the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast, helping women who have been hurt to heal 
and Grow, hosted by me, Sandy J. This program provides a safe place to work on inner peace and a strong mindset, spells out how to spot the red flags, advises on ways to stay safe and work on effective safety planning, gives tips on how to look after you when things are tough, teaches empowerment strategies, acknowledges life's challenges and explores ways to meet these challenges head on to go from surviving to rising to striving and finally to thriving. The show includes interviews with other survivors who have come out the other side, who share their stories and insights, as well as interviews with therapists and people working in support roles. I am a survivor and I use my experience and skills to help other women like me. Please listen and be uplifted to rise in this safe space where dignity, kindness and compassion are treasured. And don't forget, if you need some support, I am here for you. I don't want any woman to suffer alone in silence. I don't want any woman to feel oppressed and feel that there is no way out. I want you to know that you can turn a corner. I am a life change facilitator. I help women regain control over their lives. You can find me at sandyj.com.au. Hey now, can you just pause a moment before you go? Because I need you to share your light and leave a review. Can you just take a quick minute to leave a review in iTunes to let other women know this is a show they can trust? It would mean the world to me if you could help shine a light for someone who can't see the light at the end of their tunnel. I need you to do this for someone else who needs some support and encouragement. If you like this show, please subscribe and you will automatically be updated with future episodes when they are released. And please share this podcast with anyone you know who it might help. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Sending you lots of love and light and above all else, wishing you well. You are brilliant. Keep shining. Stay safe, Sandy.